are listening to the Duel Links News Network. Hey, welcome to the Duel Links News Network. And guess what? Guess what? Uh, we got a special guest, or could be a regular. Uh, we got Mark, Marky Mark here. What up, dude? Yeah, and we got Marky dude. Mark here. And uh, I got some new announcements to make uh, for the show going forward. Um, so here's how it's going to work. We're, we're a network, so it's a, we're a network of shows. And if you don't like uh, a little bit of cuss words or like uh, a little bit uh naughty language and uh, just being real like real life um, then you can listen to uh, the family friendly show which is going to be Duelings with the Hero which I don't know a set date when it's coming out but it already came out we have one episode first one and it's called Turn One so Duelings with the Hero is going to be called uh, is going to be labeled each episode with a turn so like you know turn one turn two turn three whatever you know and then uh, we also have another thing, which is Saturday night. Which if we get enough people, we're gonna do. We're gonna start giving out money, uh, ten bucks a week, uh, for a Saturday night Shadow Realms. Uh, at the moment, we don't have as many people to come in, so we don't not giving out money. But if you join these things, it's gonna be slobber knocker uh, elimination style. You're coming in, and you're uh, you're just gonna duel with your deck, get eliminated out of the Shadow Realm. Careless Mike and Shadow Realm Shad will be in there commentating the whole time, talking crap, whatever they want to do, and it's going to be a whole podcast for Saturday, Saturday, Saturday night Shadow Realms. So wow, so free money, free, free money, bud, free money, and wow. So bring your decks, go do all that at Saturday night Shadow Realms, and then you can you can hear about all the shit that uh, how shitty you are as a player, or even <laughs> all the good plays that you did. You just gotta go on to Dueling's News Network. Well, obviously you're listening right now, uh, and just uh, listen to their show, uh, Careless Mike and Shadow Realms Shad. So E Hero Andrew will have special guests all the time. I, I don't know if it's Rain all the time, but Rain will be on it, and that's more family friendly for all the people who don't. Who don't like the cuss words and the 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 like living in the reality? Like if you don't live like living in reality and you like to live in uh, watching I don't know like PG uh, was it Teletubbies and Barney and stuff like that? Well, then mm -hmm. you can go to that show and you don't have to get your feelings hurt. So how I think of it is that we had a complaint on the Discord about a guy who said, "Hey, you know, uh, uh, my kid watches or listens to the show with me." And then I was thinking in my head, do, when you go and watch porn, does your kid watch that with you too? Because that's my thing is like, this is rated R. I'm telling you right now it's rated R. This uh, news, net, the news will be rated R. So just stop listening right now. Go listen to E-Hero Andrew and Duelings with the Hero and you'll feel really good. Um, but yeah, so this is rated R. You don't watch porn with your kid. I hope not. And uh, <laughs> that's the difference. Is like uh, you just gotta know when to when to set it off. It's like th this is gonna be real. I'm gonna give you all. I'm drinking some Budweisers tonight. Yeah, or you can just go up there and listen to the show. Yeah, yeah, you can listen to this show while you're taking a shit. You're, you put your headphones in, and your kid doesn't have to listen to me cuss and say all the vulgar shit I'm gonna say. 
All you got to do, put your headphones in. Sometimes the kid just can't be involved. Just like when you're going into your room and or you're going in the bathroom before you take a shower, you start whacking it. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> your kid's not always yeah, around. So uh, that's what I'm saying. So like ultimately, this is there's there's multiple shows now. There's shows for everyone. Everyone's a little taste or whatever they want to do. And for all the people who just love to lis- listen to Dueling's content and they just like to listen at work, this is better for you. People like Mimu. I hear about this guy who always wants to go to work. He wants to listen to a podcast. Now he's got E-Hero Andrew and uh, Rain uh, during the week. He's got me and whoever uh, shows up. Uh, that week on the news, which is going to be a little bit more uh, adult. And then we got uh, Shadow Realm Shad and Careless Mike, which is adult too. Just another thing. They're, they're going to cuss. They're oh, adult. yeah. Shad. Anything with Shad, going to cuss automatically. <laughs> so <laughs> about like Duel Links this week. So we'll get into Duel Links. I just wanted to go on for a little rant to let everyone know what's going on and how things are going to go going forward. But, uh, yeah, we have um, – we have a, a show lined up, and what our uh, what we're doing to this week is uh, Rain's going to upload a lore, like he always does, and uh, the lore this week ended up being voted as uh, Dark Lords. So Dark Lords was voted the, the lore, so he's going to he's gonna bust it out. Um, we also got um, the deck guide ended up being the same freaking thing, except for you add an engine to it, which is Star-Lord. So I'm going to call it Star-Lords, which is the Star Seraph engine mixed with Dark Lords. Um, we're also going to run through... There's not that much going on in Duel Links. we got the KC Cup going on. I'm going to run through uh, the tier list and what me and Mark's thoughts on that are. And we also are going to go uh, through some some met, uh, some tournaments and see what the deal with that is. Um, anything you yep. want to throw into there, Mark? Uh, not really. I mean, it's 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 kind of a little between boxes leagues. So I mean, yeah. I mean, with Taylor's, we can talk about the power rankings too. Yeah, tier links, power rankings. <laughs> yeah, stuff uh, like that. So did we end up getting? Any, did we end up getting any uh, leaks? We got April sixth. We got a leak. Don's a leak. Uh, That's it. Yeah, Don's a leak. That's a cool one. Uh, that was one of my favorite cards back in the TCG too. Long time ago. Oh yeah, I got that card. I got all of Ferrotic Guardian. I got all of Labyrinth of Nightmare, Pharaoh Servant, and Magic Ruler all first ed. So I've, I've been collecting some TCG, and I'm trying to get like all those old ones because I feel like they'll be worth even more money 20 years from now due to the fact oh, that yeah. like someone's gonna trash their old cards or so, the cards are just gonna keep going off the market, you know, and people are gonna keep yeah. ruining them. And then if I have mine in my safe and then I pull them out 20 years from now, I might have like the only. Fucking Jinzo, that's mint fucking uh, first edition. Yeah, possibly. And then you know how much money that motherfucker will be worth? Woo. Well, he's what? He's a thousand right now. Right? Yeah, well, he's like actually like two thousand right now. I actually bought him at a thousand, and then like for some reason, Jinzo first edition near mint is a two thousand dollar card right now. So. Fuck. Yeah, it's, it's fucked up, and I'm, I'm holding on to them. I just can only imagine. The thing is, I can't get Metal Raiders and Legend of Blue Eyes, which is the real money makers at the moment, but like, I feel like uh, Pharaoh Servant, Magic Ruler will follow that. They will follow Legend of Blue Eyes and Metal Raiders just with more time. At the moment, Legend of Blue Eyes is like, if you have the complete set, you're looking at like a half a million dollars. First Ed. I'm not, I'm not talking about Unlimited. Unlimited, you're not first worth First near mint, right? Yeah, First Ed near mint. You're looking yeah. at a half a million dollars right now. And then Metal Raiders, you're looking at like $60,000. So, 
And, I do. And then Metal Magic Ruler, you're you're changing over to uh, about uh, I think it was like 18k, 18k to have the first set near mint. Um, no way. Yeah, and then Pharaoh Servants around uh, 13k. And then it goes like a little bit dwindled down. I got Labyrinth and Nightmare Fairlight Guardian. My next set, if I do it, is going to be Legacy of Darkness. Um, but right now, uh, I use all my stimulus money to find all the near man. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, you bought you, you used your stimulus for what? What? What you use those stimulus for? Well, uh, I got a bunch um, of stimulus because of I have two kids and uh, a wife and me, and I don't make the limit. I'm barely there. I make that a close. And the government just said, hey, you know what? I think you deserve uh, the complete set of Magic Ruler. Just just, just give you this money, this stimulus check. And I'm like, you know what? I, instead of investing it into my just fucking bank account, because it's not an investment. It's just sitting there and my money is just losing. I said, money that just sits there, I'm just going to put it into stuff that could possibly make me money. And it's also going to be worth the same amount that I paid for it. So let's say I bought uh, Genzo at, at 1000 and then somehow... Jinzo's not two thousand; it's only one thousand. Uh, Ten years from now, if it's, it'd be still a thousand. I still get my money back, so it's like I left it in my bank account. It's like a savings account, but the savings account could make more money. Yeah. So that's that's how I thought about it. Like you know, I was like just chilling with that. So I got the complete set. Plus, it's like all those like comic book collectors. You know, they want to have like every original first edition comic book. You know, and I and I just feels good when I like pull out my binder. I'm like, dude, I got like every card like that's ever been obtained, or like, uh, like that's how I feel. Like I just open that whole set. I'm like, I have the whole set. Ah, oh. I just play, nice I can just play with them. You know, if I want play to with them. get drunk, the put them in those hard, <laughs> those hardcover cases. You know, and then just like wow. have all my buddies like do a draft from the set, you know? We could just, like, oh, wow. fucking get drunk and then do a draft from the set. But I'll put it in the hardcover cases so they don't get ruined. <laughs> You're not spill any beer. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that would be... That'd be shitty, you know? Spill beer on a $1,000 card or $2,000 card. Oh, well, unless you want to get them all PGA graded or PSA graded, you know? Yeah. But you don't have to worry about spilling them. So I, my idea was, like, I don't want to PSA grade them now. I want to PSA grade them in like 10 to 20 years because I feel like there's a lot of cards in circulation right now. So they would grade my cards with the cards that were are totally in circulation. But uh, if there's like missing and a bunch of them, like it would be my cards would get graded better 20 years from now because like it's just like the best you could get because there's nothing left. So I'm just going to wait. I don't care about grading them. I just keep them in my binder, keep them in a safe and just chilling with them. Not great. It's good, but uh, back to Duel Links. Uh, we're just going on little rants, fucking shit up. You know, uh, you's, we're, you're here to listen to a podcast. You want to hear uh, people talk about their lives. Right now, I, this whole this whole day and the last couple of days, I've just been going outside. Uh, I chopping up my trees, like trimming them down, and then burning all of them into the firewood. And I'm also changing my front yard too, from uh, grass to rocks. Um, so that's what I've been doing. Uh, what have you been doing, Mark? Fucking just working, hanging out with the girlfriend. Uh, just you know, just doing springtime shit. Like uh, we went to Tahoe for our anniversary. Um, it's a huge lake by uh, Reno. For those of you I don't know, um, started going to the lake, bringing my dog. You know, shit like that. So yeah. Hell yeah! So Mark's living the dream too over here. 
Um, all right. So <laughs> what do you want to dive into first? Do you want to go through the deck guide or let, let's go through the tier list and then I can explain the deck guide and why they're doing this. Um, let's go to the tier list. Yeah. And this is a KC Cup tier list too, by the way. So yeah. uh, these are made by the, the top player council of Duel Links meta. And here's what it says. Tier 1 Star Seraph Dark Lords. Right? By themselves. No one even fucking argues it. They're just the only ones. They're the only fucking deck that you never see on the ladder and you'll never fucking see, but they're the number one best deck. So well, they are expensive, so it's kind of reasonable that they don't see them on ladder. Until yeah. you get to like high legend, so I suppose. They are right? expensive, but it's his KC Cup format. So let me read what the top player council says of why this is a tier one and nothing else is. So Francesco... 07 says, due to its incredible versatility and power, Star Seraph Dark Lords remains tier one for this week's KC Cup. The expected use of OTK strategies such as Onomat and Cyber Dragon, but also many other rogue strategies, favors this deck a lot as it is able to grind through explosive turns with the use of the Sanctified Dark Lord and Dark Lord Tezcatlipoca. Or, yeah, whatever. <laughs> What the fuck ever his name is. The access to Star Seraph combo allows for an almost auto-win situations due to the huge card advantage, which is important to have through the course of an event. It will be interesting to see what version of the deck players will opt for as while the Destiny Draw build is currently more popular than the level augmentation with Hang On Mock is also something to expect and look out for. So, his opinion was... Destiny Draw is better than level augmentation with Hang On Mock. Hang On Mock is literally summon a card, level augmentation, win the duel. Most of the time. But there is back row that completely ruins that. So Destiny Draw build is, is another option. He has his point due to Casey Cup. Now let's listen to Navilar also speak on this. You never saw this coming. With destabilizing power, destabilizing power plays and the ability to grind through almost any matchup thrown another way, Star Serve Darkness takes sole control of Tier 1. We expect them to do very well and hope to see a crushing ban list. So, well, shout out to Mimu. He says, I can't wait to hear how there's some conspiracy on why Star Seraph Dark Lords are going to be uh, hit on the ban list. And that's why they're, this tier list is to have them at lone tier one. Well, you know what? This fucking guy says, this guy says right now, top player council, not me. I mean, I'm a top player. I could probably whoop that guy's ass. But I'm not on the top player council. And he has the same opinion. He says, we expect to see a crushing ban list. And then not only that, he moves Blue-Eyes to Tier 2. Why, why, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Unless, in your head, you're thinking, this is, this is the best deck it needs to get hit. Or, when reality sets in, it's like... It's like... Ugh, I don't even want to say that, but uh, I was just thinking about something pretty fucked up. But, either way... Tier 1, Star Star of Darklets, all by itself, and it doesn't make sense, which I'll get into due to the power rankings, because we have facts in here, which is power rankings go off actual facts, and not just your feelings, not how you feel, it goes off facts, <laughs> and uh, Tier 1 
uh, and the tier list is goes off of what they feel and what they think is going to happen. So just remember that I'm not the asshole who's just biased and just says, "Oh man, fuck Star Lords." I just am re am realistic. I understand. I played the deck, and I'll give you a little deck guide on it. And it's not that consistent as to where a, a blue eyes deck is going to be like all around smash your butthole, um, take your lunch money, uh, fuck your wife. That's blue eyes. Blue eyes is all of that into one deck. <laughs> it's that good. It's all of that into one deck. And they're saying like, oh man, uh, let's let's bump it down so that we can fucking really kill Star Star of Dark Lords. And I know you're thinking, why would they really want to kill Star Star of Dark Lords if it's not that good? Well, it has a degenerate first turn play, which I'll go over into the, the deck guide. If their first turn play comes out, it's fucked up. And no one wants to sit there, just like they did with Dark Magician, when they set up their whole field and they wait for you to go so they can banish whatever you do. And then on your turn, they negate whatever spell or trap you do. No one likes that. So they want to fucking see it get hit. Not anything to do with, oh, they're scared of the deck being so fucking powerful. Okay. That's the reason. They don't like turn one bullshit. So here we go. So you're telling me, you're telling me these top players are basically manipulating your meta to having Konami forcibly ban parts from that deck to make it shittier now. Yes, of course. I believe that they are solely doing that. Why, why didn't they leave, why didn't they leave Blue Eyes in front of it? There's a Yeah, that is a conspiracy. And Blue Eyes in the power rankings is like almost a third or like 60% better than fucking Star Seraph. It's performed better in reality. This is not, I don't, I'm not fucking making shit up. I have no reason to. It's literally 23.4 or whatever on the, on the tier list. It's 23.4 on, on power. On power. That and you know what, you know what I know? This is, a, this is an automatically updated snapshot of the meta. Okay, using tournaments, Casey Cups, and King Games. So, <clears throat> how do they get the power level? Is this some sort of algorithm that they're using? No. Like, they, I want to know. They go through the power rhythm, so everyone understands. The power rankings are due to what actually happens. They go from the top decks, people who get King Games with the deck, and then, right. then they move on from the top decks to the, um, the actual tournament winners. Anytime tournaments. Then it goes to MCSs. You get more power rankings if you win an MCS or if you top an MCS or a meta weekly, right? You get your your power rankings going up due to that. So actual production, Blue Eyes fucks up Star Seraph Dark Lords. Star Seraph Dark Lords. Yeah, they'll say that asterisks below the power rankings. Yeah. How it's computed. Okay, now I see that. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying is – they are literally trying to fucking hit this deck because they just don't like that. Uh, so Blue Eyes still lets you play. It's a super powerful deck. It does need to get hit no matter what. But Star Star of Dark yeah. Lords, in a way, is, is not going to win as much as Blue Eyes because Blue Eyes is more consistent than the deck. But it's going to be like it could have like a super good turn one to where that you just literally you have no chance. And that's kind of that's kind of where – the, everyone's super like upset about it and wants to get a hit. Like Blue Eyes, you can still play with their really good turn one, but that deck is still recovering and consistent, and it's always going to do that turn one. Whereas Star Seraph Dark Lords is like, if it gets that turn one, you're like, you, you already lost. 
So, like, get your side deck out and start fucking playing. But that's the thing, is this tier list is based off of KC Cup format, which is no side deck. So, Onomat goes to tier two. Why? Why? Why, Mark? Onomat goes to tier two? Yeah, why? Why would that happen? And because it's an OTK deck, and no one's siding against it. So, it's KC oh, yeah. Cup format. Always. So, Blue Eyes goes down one tier, Onomat moves up. Onomat is tier two, and that makes complete sense to me. Tier three, we got Cyber Dragon, Evil Eye, Fire King, and Harpies. Cyber Dragon is only on this tier list due to the fact that it is no, no side deck. Okay? Just let everyone know the deck is powerful. It's great on the ladder. Everyone fucking knows that. I'm telling you something you already know. But Evil Eye, I love this. Like I think I always see Evil Eye on there, and that's a pretty hard matchup for most of my decks. I, I, that deck is pretty good. And I think it sucks. I think against. you yeah, you sucks to play against. It can banish your graveyard, it can't it can't be targeted or destroyed. It can just make something and uh summon a nightmare shark and then use Titan Showdown and attack you directly for game. Literally four thousand <laughs> damage. Yep. Yeah, I, I that happens to me all the time. I have to like Oh, man, I'm fucked when that happens. Uh, Fire King, great. It's a tier. This is what I wanted, all right? Harpies, Fire King, Evil Eye, Cyber Dragon. This seems like a real tier list here. We actually got some of the top decks to be in the tier list. So Harpies, yes. Harpies is powerful as fuck. Like, uh, I think it, it can move up to a tier two after the KC Cup kind of thing. It's, it seems like it is performing that way in the... Uh, oh, even after the ban list... Yeah. It might be tier one. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if you look at this, in tier two, Harpies is in tier two with Onomat on topping tournaments. But, like, here's what it says. So, Blue Eyes is 23.4. Star Surf Dark Lords is 15.9. They literally have, like, eight points less. You want eight points less than them is? Harpies and Onomat. So, what it should be, the tier list should be, if they were going, like, realistic-like, it would be Blue Eyes tier one, Star Seraph Dark Lords tier two, and then tier three would be Harpies, Onomat, Fire King, Thunder Dragons, Cyber Dragons, and Water XYZ. That's what it should be. But they really, they really want that deck to be, uh, to be hit. They don't like players that aren't playing Star Lords are pissed, okay? That's I, I just want a mock to go. Uh, yeah, that mock, it'll go. Okay, level, trust me, level augmentation will get a little smacky-poo. I will, you know what, Mark? I'll give you fucking 50 bucks if level augmentation doesn't get fucking hit. Nah, I'm confident that. No, you know what? I'm giving you 50 bucks. You don't even have to bet me. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that's, how, that's how fucking confident I am. So level augmentation, $50, goes to Mark if that, you don't even touch that fucking skill. And, uh... <laughs> So, guess what? That's that's our tier listing. What do you, do you think? You have any input on this shit, Mark? Uh, okay. So besides the self-serve dark lord like conspiracy, you know, uh, blue eyes, I think should be tier one. Obviously, Automat, I think you know, I think Harvey should be tier two because like I first got the deck and I was playing with it, and that shit is crazy, crazy consistent. Like, there's so many, com like, different combinations of cards that you just need just to, you know, for your basic first-turn play. You know, and the deck runs Lance, and it runs Chalice, so you negate the effect, bounce, and it's just, it's really good. Um, so I think that should be Tier 2. Uh, Sounds a whole bunch of decks. Um, it kind of has a long game. Uh, let's see. 
Evil Eye, that's definitely tier three. Fire Kings, uh, I think it should be barely hanging on tier three. Oh, that's good. Uh, it is good, but I just don't think it's as good as like Automat, Blue Eyes, Heartbeats, and Evil Eye. But yeah, Cyber Dragons, they're always here. I'm not surprised. <clears throat> but yeah, I have fight against a couple of Cyber Dragons on the ladder in uh, the KC Cup. Uh, let's see here. Um, other than that, yeah, it's the way it is. The way she goes, huh? So let's it is, man. let's look at some tournaments. Like let's look at some weekly ones. So we got the Meta Freakly, and the fucking winner is a Triamid deck. Why don't we throw that in tier three? Come on, Triamid's getting first place. All right, so let's see. They had like thirty-one. Well, that's probably because based on like it's like the only Triamid deck. No one expected it, you know. And the guy got lucky, you know, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, but either way, goddamn. Like, you get first I don't place. think one deck should make a whole deck tiered, you know? Well, let's see. Let's see. Blue Eyes came in with 31 people saying, hey, I want to play Blue Eyes. And you know what? Five of them topped. That's not that good, but, like, they've had a better topping than a Star Star Dark Lord deck did before. So, Star Star Dark Lord comes in with only 14, and they have six top, which is a better ratio than they usually have. But... Why are everyone saying, hey, maybe I shouldn't run Star Seraph Dark Lords? And why are people saying I should run Blue Eyes? There's a reason. So, Blue Eyes, 31, 5. Star Seraph Dark Lords, 14 and 6. We got Harpy with 15 and 1. Holy fucking shit. They got a smacking in this meta freakly. They, yeah, they in another tournament, they did really good. So in the tops, we have three Magnet Warriors with only, how many Magnet Warriors? Four. Four. Four entered. All right, that's the best ratio we got. All right, so let's talk about the top four deck lists in the Meta Freakly. We got the Triamids, uh, the regular Triamid deck. They got everything. They got their Treacherous Chapel, your Phoenix Chain, all that good stuff. Then you got the Dark Lords coming in second, right? Uh, with the, the Chaos Leviathan, and they didn't run the Hang On Mock, okay? And there's no side deck, so this is all non-side deck format, remember guys? So this is probably why a Blue Eyes deck did not get it in the in the top four. So we had Evil Eye, and this Evil Eye deck runs Storm, two of them, and it runs all the other stuff in Treacherous Trap Hole, really fucking good. Uh, and, then, and then we got top four fucking Fire Kings, god damn. Uh, Destiny Draw with the Drowning Mirror Force and the Phoenix Chains and the Onslaughts and the Kyroids and the Veals. Oof. Oh, they just make my dick hard, dude. Uh, yeah, I run Drowning with my Fire Kings. Pretty good. Yeah, just run one run. with a, with a, with a Destiny oh. Draw. You could be playing against a, a Dark Lord deck and then you could just Drowning their whole fucking field. Um, yep. Let's see. Damage Step. This is a Battle Phase tournament, right? All right, so Dark Lords won this one. Number one entered deck was Blue Eyes. Second was Star Star of Dark Lords. Third was Harpies, right? And they're all close to entrances. And they all three had the most tops in the thing. Star Star of Dark Lords did top more in this situation. Um, I think this one does have a side deck because they're smart and they don't fucking go to Casey Cup rules. Uh, Dark Lords wins it uh, with the Chaos Leviathan, not Hang On Mox. So just remember that. Um, we got Ultimate Dragon, we got Blue Eyes with second, which is surprising because I keep hearing all the time that supposedly Blue Eyes smacks the shit out of Dark Lords, but how many, how good did he do on his first turn? Third place, Magnets. Holy fuck, is Magnets just, uh, coming out of nowhere? Magnets is coming. 
They run three. They run three lightning vortex. Oh That's my crazy. god! That that blows that blows up a blue eyes wall right there. You draw that oh, yeah, lightning easily. vortex, and you just search all those cards, and you just fucking ruin their whole field. It gets over a lot of shit that's like non-targetable. That that's kinda, crazy. That makes me. It think. worked. That's really good. Two treacherous trap hole, three powerful rebirth, a fiendish chain, and three lightning vortex. Ooh, good job, <laughs> good job. I like this build. Level duplication too. So I wish I had magnets. They're duplicating Damn. cards levels in their hand, so that they can just make these X Y Zs. We got Levier, the Sea Dragon. We got Piss Dweller. We got. Diamond Dire Wolf, we got Malevolent Sin, we got Alucard, we got Zen Mains, we got Soul of Silver Mountain. God damn. And then in their side deck, they got Light Imprisoning, Shadow Imprisoning, three Hollow Life Barrier, just in case for those OTK decks, and then two Cosmic Cyclone. Because that's really smart. Uh, hollow Life Barrier to put shit in your grave and then just let your opponent go completely off like a Cyber Dragon player and then just live. And, <laughs> and then on your turn, you just wipe them. Number four... <laughs> Uh, Megalith. I like to see this. This is like a whole Megalith deck with Cyber uh, Cyber Angel bent in and three uh, uh, Senju and then the whole Megalith core. Um, then we got Ritual Beast. Oh man, this is getting good. Then we got another Dark Lord player and another Dark Lord uh, yeah. player. Okay. So damage step number five is, uh, is a good example, but guess what? The power rankings don't actually go off of uh, damage step. They only go off of what uh, Dueling's meta tournaments are. So remember that. Dueling on point battle. Point battles really favor uh, Casey Cup type duels. And Automat wins that whole thing with Cyber Dragon in second, Star Seraph, Dark Lords in third, and then uh, that's it. So, so yeah, Automat does reign supreme in a, in a Casey Cup format. Let's look at a meta freakly 55 and Blue Eyes dominating. Um, nine. Oh my God. F.A. Star Seraph Dark Lords in this meta freakly only got one top. Wow. One top. But you know who won the whole tournament? Star Seraph Dark Magician. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so Star Seraph Dark Magician won the whole tournament. Um, Blue wow. Eyes got nine tops. So first place is uh, uh, Star Seraph Dark Magician. We got the three. Uh, they don't run any rod. They run the Star Seraph, the three Dark Magician, one of the... Magician of Dark Illusion, three Book of Moon, three Dark Magical Illusion, three Navigation, and one Treacherous Trap Hole. And they just saw a build. Yeah. And then you got the. He's running Dracul Sack. Yeah, he is because of uh, level seven's uh, Dark Magician. Yeah. So why not? Uh, and then they have Evil Eye got second. Evil Eye is coming up, guys. And you know what the cool thing is? They're running this. Uh, this other evil eye that I never ran, which is Catapaws, familiar with the evil eye. You can target one evil eye spell or trap card. You control once per until the end of the turn. This card cannot be destroyed by your opponent's card effects. They don't care about that. If you control an evil eye monster other than Catapaws, familiar with the eye, when this card's in your graveyard, you can special summon this card, but eventually fill. It's a level three. So if you have your Basilisk and your opponent, you just summon, normally summon your Basilisk, you uh, special summon this guy from the grave because you discarded the search with your uh, Gorgon Gaga or whatever. Uh, you're going to make the Nightmare Shark, and you're running Titan Showdown, and it's an OTK. And then there's also the card that you could search is Evil Eye Repose. So before Evil Eyes had this problem where they could not come back from you destroying their first summon, well, this one says, Spell Continuous. When you activate this card, you can banish one Evil Eye card from your graveyard, draw one card once per turn after damage, kicking your Evil Eye monster uh, equipped with the Evil Eye, so attack 10 points when you banish that monster. Oh, no, that's not the one. 
God, they're not, they're not running the card I'm talking about. But the one I'm talking about is a spell that could special summon an evil eye from the grave. So you, the one that got destroyed or whatever from a treacherous or whatever the, some, your opponent did, you bring it right back. And uh, you don't have to worry about that one normal summon. So you kind of go completely off. Then we got Blue Eyes with top four. We got an E-Hero deck at top four. Um, anything you see on here, Mark, that you want to talk about? Uh, any of these tournaments? Uh, um, well, to be honest, uh, this is, I'm not really seeing a lot of blue eyes top, you know, because uh, look, you got fucking 29 blue eyes in here, you get nine. That's so, still, I mean, that's still I guess 33%. That's not a bad ratio. That's 33%. Yeah, um, but just like in the top, how many people were in here? It looks like a lot. Uh, Probably 50 people, maybe more. Okay, definitely more. 70 people. I'd expect more like blue eyes topping, but I mean, it's just all star stuff. And... Wow. I'm a little surprised by that, but I'm just glad they're not being overrun. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say on that, but. <laughs> okay, well. Check this out. There's a little gem thing. Since we're the news, I'm going to give you some fucked up news right here. Okay? Please. Dual Links usually gives you five to 6,000 gems a month. Guess what they did in March? They gave you... They gave us 3,000. 3,900. Those sons of bitches! They gave us 3,900 gems. Let me let me explain what happened. Turbo Gr Dual Grand Prix only gave us 1,000. Bingo Missions, 300. Rank Duels Challenge Stamps, 90. Uh, mission Research, 200, 265. 265 for Dual Quest, 360 for Roll the Dice, Duke Devlin appears. That's it? You piece of shit. Card Flipper Campaign, 70, and then Mini Box, 90, plus 500. <laughs> and then the monthly stuff that you always can get, which is weekly missions uh, every five Mondays, 94 wins and ranked duels, daily replays, 31. And login bonus 120 gems. So the most you can get is 3,936 this month. What the hell, Konami? Let's see what February brought us. 5,160 gems. Is it because February had a Casey Cup? Yes. Yes, they did. Fucking February. So guess what? Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. Don't feel bad. March fucked you over. But guess what? April's coming and we got fucking... 5,000 more gems we're getting. So, yeah, yeah. That's that's just a little bit of news on that. Um, let's go Let's go into the Star Seraph Dark Lord deck guide, okay? The Star Seraph Dark Lord deck guide. Uh, the Star Lords, I call them. Um, let's go with the start of it. Let's go with attack. So, the attack of this deck, I'm going to give it a four, Okay. It's the offensive. Maybe we should change the name of the this uh, category to offensive because um, it blows the fuck out of all your shit. And it can, if it goes first, it can discard cards out of your hand. It can summon a bunch of stuff. It could definitely OTK. So I'm gonna give it a four. It's not a five because its attack is not super powerful, and um, uh, that's that's about it. Like uh, it doesn't super OTK unless you get like the consistent hand. Uh, the normal the, the hand that you want 
Um, sometimes you're just sitting there, you're poking with a, a star serif sovereignty, which is a chair, or you're poking with a scepter. Um, but yeah, so I would say attack on this one is going to be a four. Uh, let's go defense. Defense on the on this one is 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 going to be a four too. Like um, it has defense with the trap, the trap that you can search nearly anytime you want. Send a dark lord, gain the life points, and then just negate a, an effect. Um, and it doesn't target, so it's super good. You also have Tez, which will discard to protect any of your Dark Lords. Or, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, uh, that you can run some back row. So the, the deck, I'm going to give it a four on defense. Um, four on defense, four on offense. Let's go on consistency. I'm going to give it a three. A three on consistency. Everyone's thinking, oh, my, what? Why? You have Banishment of Dark Lord in the deck. Well, the problem is, is that you could draw, like, complete shit. Just imagine drawing Chaos Levioneer, Dark Lord Desire, a chair, and uh, Dark Lord Contact. What are you going to do? What about Tez with that, that mixture? Oh, you're not going to do anything. Oh, so you have to have your consistent draws. So what you need to draw in your first turn is a Scepter with a chair. Okay, that's one of your draws. You need to draw a Dark Lord Banishment, which is a three of in your deck. And you need to draw Dark Lord Ixshell with another Dark Lord card. So if you don't have any combination of those things, you will brick. And it, it's perfectly it's perfectly normal. You could draw Sanctified Dark Lord with Chaos Levioneer and uh, Dark Lord Desire and uh, Tesla Topia and uh, Dark Lord Contact. And then what do you do? You can still negate, discard your thing, and then next turn play with Dark Lord Contact. But there is a... It's a sense, in a sense, it's like a, a Thunder Dragon build. You you have a lot of power and you can go completely off, but you are strictly limited to, like, you will have bad hands. You have to have uh, one of four cards in your 20-card deck to make it consistently consistent. And then you need to draw a scepter with a chair to open it up even more. And I, I'm sure there's numbers that make it seem like it's like at least 60% that you're doing it. But there's other decks like Blue Eyes. There's like a 90% chance to do the same thing every time. And it's pretty fucked up. Um, so, yeah. that's what, I'm going to give it a three on consistency. Um, I've been playing it a decent amount. And I do have times where I do just completely brick. And my opponent just destroys me. Um what was the next one? Uh, price. We never did price. So price on this one is going to be... Ooh, this one's... All right, this one's a five. This one's like uh, Water XYZ. We got one Chaos Levioneer, which is not that big of a deal. But you got the Star Seraph Engine, which is on a whole new main box. And that's Ultra Rares, three of them. You got the Dark Lord Banishment, which is Ultra Rares, three of them. You got the Dark Lord Engine. Yeah, big yeah. you got the Dark Lord Engine. And then they got Book of Moon. Fiendish Chain, uh, yeah, I mean, the XYZs in it are also uh, in different boxes. So this is going to be our five. This is going to be our five. This and, like, a Water XYZ, whenever we do a deck guide on that, is going to be a five. Um, so price-wise, five, 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 five out of five. You're spending money, and you're getting your Dark Lord deck. Um, let's see. What about difficulty? Difficulty is going to be like a four, okay? Because, like, actually, you know what? So this deck is going to be like a three because you only have, like, a certain amount of plays that you can do. If it was original Dark Lords, I'd say that's like a four 
It's like actually pretty difficult to play the deck. It's not a five like Crystron's or Ritual Beast, but it's a four in the sense that it's, it's pretty high up there. Um, you're doing a bunch of loops, and there's a bunch of things you can do um, with like the paying a thousand life points, quick effects, and stuff like that. So I'd say this one's a four uh, if it's with just pure Dark Lord deck. But this is a this is obviously a mix. It's a three in the fact that you could just summon your Star Star Scepter and all that kind of good stuff. Search a Dark Lord, set your trap. That's just simple, right? So that would be like a three. Uh, okay. If you're going to talk about original Dark Lords, we're going to say it's a four. Uh, it's, it's a lot more difficult to play the whole deck if they released it, but they don't. Um, so, but the mix is like you have your own thing. You're like, I'm hang on mock build. You're going to all level augmentation, normal summon it, do whatever you need to do. That's it. Or you're going to start Seraph Scepter, or you're going to do the Dark Lord engine. And it's really small because you only have like three or four fucking Dark Lord cards in your deck. So, um, yeah, you just, it's not that, it's not as crazy as like another Dark Lord uh, full deck with like synchros and shit. Um, yeah, so we'll do difficulty, I'll, I'll do it at a three for the for this these kind of builds with the engines in it. Um, and then it, original Dark Lords would be like four. And then to what you can play is you can do the hang on mock version for this deck uh, when we're doing this deck guide is uh, you'll throw in three hang on mock, you'll, you'll have a little bit less back row. Um, you'll have to still have the Star Seraph Scepters and you'll run level augmentation. Obviously, normal summon, hang on mock. Level augmentation, if you have a uh, Ixchel in your hand before you discard it, then hang on mock's 4200 attack and his rank is like 14. So anything is everything, everything is lower than it and he's unaffected by any monster effects that are lower than it. You can get killed by Karma Cuts, Book of Moons, uh, Lightning Vortexes, um, pretty much any spell or trap. But it's, it's, and you run Lance in that build. And then the other builds that are coming out are like Book of Moons with Star Star playing Dark Lords with a Leviathan. And they seem pretty consistent. Those are the ones that are topping. I don't see any Hang On Mouse talking, topping. But that's the one I was playing when I was doing the deck guide. So uh, I can't really uh, examine this uh, Leviathan one, but I'm assuming, I'm assuming you just make the. Turn one, play with Star Seraph Scepter, and then you can Leviathan on your next turn, and then they're fucked. Mm. Okay. But, um, so the deck is, uh, I've been told that it's bad against Blue Eyes, and I do, I can see it because you're not negating any Blue Eyes monster's effect if he's normal, and he's also, all the Blue Eyes monsters are stronger. They have stronger attack than almost every monster you can summon with this deck. Um, so that's a problem. But, uh, I, I guess I hear that it's good against everything else, but I think it's bad against Fire Kings and stuff. Like, Fire Kings just keep coming back and blowing up the field, and they're okay with you thinking that you're going to OTK them. I don't see where it has a good match against Fire Kings, honestly, but um, I could be completely wrong. Um, I just know that I lost a couple times to Fire Kings. Uh, Harpy, Harpy actually destroys this deck. Um, it bounces everything that they have. Um on the field and if they do their whole star seraph play and i just have a chandler and another harpy i literally otk them they don't have any protection usually <laughs> when they're doing oral oral star seraph uh mix up they just discard a card out of my hand it just so happens to not be chandler and then i just kill them um and you can have a lance too uh with the deck obviously and you can also run uh swallow's nest 
So if someone's like, oh, well, they can negate you with their trap, like, you know, you're not thinking about, like, the other deck that literally plays counters to it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think that Harpies has a good matchup against Dark Lords, and I, I guess Blue Eyes does. But it does top, and I guess it beats the fuck out of all of these other random rogue decks like uh, Triamids and <clears throat> um, what else is there? Triamids, Cyber Dragons. It loses the Fire Kings, I think. So the deck guy for this deck, I, I know you guys think I hate this deck, and I really didn't have the best fun time playing with it because I just felt like I was screwing over my opponent or I was losing, and that was kind of like it. That's how it felt when I was playing it. It's like, mm. I felt like I automatically won or I just automatically lost. I didn't, I didn't have any, um, like really consistent, like super like recovery. It, it, most of the games lasted less than five turns is what happened. So that's my deck guide on the dark Lord or star Lord deck. Um, was there anything else we were going to, we were going to talk about in this episode, Mark, that you can think of? Um, we just have the KC Cup. Um, oh, Don Zalug. Okay, Don Zalug. Mark, tell us about Don Zalug. Give him a little history lesson. <laughs> so, way, way, way back in the day, you know, when, uh, you know, you were probably kids. I was a kid. Uh, there was this, like, meta where it was, like, Pyramid Turtle, uh, Guardian Sphinx, you know, Don Zalug, Yada Garasu was legal, like, whole bunch of shit. Cyber Dragons were the fucking rage. Um, and then Don Zalug was so good. You know, you normal throwing this asshole. You know, you, you, you fucking, you know, just clear out their field, attack with Don Zalug. You know, they discard a card from your hand. And, then, and that's fucked. That's fucked. You know, discard one random card from your opponent's hand just by attacking. So, it's like, it's, it's screwed over. It's a warrior level 4, 1400 attack, 1500 defense. So, it's better than White Magical Hat, which was a tier card in the beginning of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, period. It was a thousand attack, but if it attacked your opponent directly, it discard a card. So this card's like yeah. 1,400. And at that point, you could search this card out with uh, reinforcement of the army. Oh, yeah. Huh. So that's exactly what they did. That's why this card was a was a decent card. Now, I, don't, I think it's way too late for Duel Links. I'm sorry. It is. I'm sorry, all you fans out there who are like, fuck, I wish I could play that. Well, it's way too late for Duel Links, guys. Uh, you can still play it. <laughs> well, I mean, you can, you can play it, and then, like, once you get its effect off, it feels pretty good, but it's like, you know, it's going to be really hard to do, you know? Because you got a back row, you got fucking blue eyes. Yeah, you don't want the attack mode, so I mean, yeah, it's just just yeah. it's got Canadias, floodgates, Venus chains, karma cuts, and book of moons, and everything. Not to mention, like stop your opponent from attacking you. For every other deck's attack is way higher, so yeah, yeah, that's yeah, nothing. good luck. Everyone's defense is higher too. But uh, as far as this, uh, this is going to be our episode this week. Uh, stay tuned for the rain's lore, but I'm going to give you guys the ending uh, segment. Uh, go on Dueling's News Network and make sure that you uh, Dueling's News Network at gmail.com, okay? And send us an email. We'll put you on the show. And there's another thing, too. Uh, we were looking for guests on the show anytime. So if anyone's like, hey, you know what? I, I want to be on a podcast. Well, fuck yeah. Let's do it. Um, another thing, give us a five-star on iTunes or uh, if, wherever you can rate us. 
and uh, like and follow and subscribe. Uh, we do this shit for free. But I want to give a huge uh, shout out for someone who has done the first time. Uh, he's a first timer. Uh, he's given us five five bucks. Um, he donated five bucks. His name's Lucas, and he's in the Discord. His name's Haha J A J A. And I want to shout you out because he says this. For the podcast, I held a volunteer position for years in the past. It's a thankless job and no one appreciates how much time it really takes. So I can imagine how much time you guys put into it, the podcast, research, recording, dueling, etc. I hope you guys enjoy doing it because we enjoy listening. Happy to hear the weekly Shadow Realm duels are still going on. It's fun to engage with the voices on the podcast and to scrim with regulars. Keep it up. Ha ha. Um, so shout out to this guy. He's the first one to ever donate money to like because uh, this is a, this used to be dueling with the boys and no one actually donated money. People have donated uh, like microphones and um, and other crazy things like uh, Master Paul who does our logo and, and stuff like that. And we and we we enjoy it all. Uh, but this is the first guy to actually donate money to the show, and I want to give him a huge shout out. Um, we we will accept do donations. We do do this for free. Um, we spend our time doing it, and um, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. What a good guy. What a great guy. So all of you, just uh, stay tuned. Listen to uh, Rain's uh, lore on Dark Lords, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a great week. Later, dudes. All right. So you know what time it is right now. It's time for this week's lore. Now, this week's lore is one of my favorite archetypes. If you know me, you know I love the Dark Lords. Now, Dark Lords in Yu-Gi-Oh! are actually one of the oldest archetypes. Um, they changed the name of them uh, as far as the translation goes. The actual translation of the Dark Lord archetype, as far as it goes in uh, Japanese, is Fallen Angel. And that's what they're based off of here. The Dark Lords are based off of the Biblical Fallen Angel. And when it comes to the Dark Lords, the way that it works is they are all uh, fairies and they're dark, except for... Um, Dark Lord Marie, which was originally known in uh, in the TCG as um, Marie the Fallen One. They also have Dark Lord Nurse Reficule, which was once known as Nurse Reficule the Fallen One. They are both Dark Lords uh, because they were actually named Fallen Angel Marie and Fallen Angel Nurse Reficule, which kind of makes them part of the archetype, but they don't really interact as well as, uh, as far as the archetype goes. All right. Now, all the members, for the most part, are male, except for uh, those two. And of course, a shell. So the uh, it's 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 weird the way that they're designed. Um, 
for the most part, they are um, they are all based on uh, like Judeo-Christian and uh, Abrahamic uh, theology. Okay, so dark fairy represents their statuses as fallen angels. So uh, first one is Amdusk, which is um, the origin is the uh, the the demon. Amdeus, okay. Um, Asmodeus is Asmodeus. He was a he was an actual fallen angel. Uh, Dark Lord Condemned, which we don't have in Duel Links, is uh, Pandora, which, as you know, uh, Pandora is known for opening the box that would contain all the demons of hell and and uh, and unleash all the evils that uh, that are. Coming from there, um, Ada Array is Array. Uh, Dark Lord Desire is Mammon, which is uh, Mammon is a is a huge demon. Uh, Eyeshell is um, there's there's actually uh, a few different um, a few different ways uh, that you you can say the. Uh, I shall, which is uh, I shall or I tab or X tab, uh, which is more of a, a not so much a succubus, but it, it's a uh, a female-looking demon that um, that is supposed to seduce you to bring you in. Um, now, fallen Marie, the fallen one, or Dark Lord Marie, is based on uh, on. Virgin Mary. Um, Nastin is based on the uh, the demon uh, Mastima, which is uh, a, a, another demon that was uh, was a fallen a fallen angel that became more beastly. Um, Superbia is based on a pride demon. Tez. Tezcalapaca is based on uh, uh, a winged, a winged demon um, out of uh, Mexican and Latin, um, kind of the the early Azteca culture. Um, it was the the belief of a of a fallen uh, a fallen one from there, and of course then there's Ukobak, which uh, Ukobak is also. Uh, another fallen angel now of course we can't forget Morningstar uh, Morningstar of course is based off of God's most beautiful angel Lucifer Morningstar which is the devil himself of course uh, we can't forget all of the Dark Lords um, that uh, also are considered dark lords, but not really part of the Judeo-Christian uh, sect. So uh, the big one is Dark Lord Zorado. Now, Dark Lord Zorado is kind of a, a, a take on Arch Lord Zorado. Um, so Zorado has kind of his own uh, Yu-Gi-Oh lore. It's all uh, pretty interesting. So it, it starts with the Warrior of Zera. Uh, the Warrior of Zera 
uh, goes to the sanctuary of the sky, and uh, he has many, many choices, many paths, okay? So the path of power is one of them, um, the path of the ritual, and, uh, and then there's the path of the dark. And then also there is uh, the, the path of light. So there's there's Archlord Zerado, which is the uh, the the ultimate light fairy uh, that uh, Warrior of Zera originally would turn into. Uh, there's Zera the Mant, which is um, the ritual of power that he can take, which then he becomes the ritual monster Zera the Mant, uh, and then there is. Uh, Dark Lord Zerato, which is if he takes the the fallen path, you know the 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 light power was so good, but he decided to take it and and uh, and and go into a more powerful uh, method. So the idea behind Dark Lords is uh, essentially to uh, to recur from the graveyard, right? Um, the graveyard or cemetery or hell. As it's known in uh, in in the OCG, uh, the Dark Lords are able to leave Hell and and come back to Earth or back to the battlefield. That's kind of the idea, uh, activating their powers of Hell uh, to move forward uh, whatever play they're doing. So most of their most of their combos or most of their uh, sorry most of their their spells and traps. Um, our our kind of uh, all to that, you know, uh, rebellion, uh, leaving leaving heaven and, and going to hell and being able to come back. That's kind of the the mentality behind their their uh, their play style. So, like banishment of the dark lords is a search card because it allows you like the the dark lord is being banished from heaven and. Uh, which heaven essentially is the deck in this in this manner, um, so that's that's the, uh, the 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 way behind it. Now, dark lords have been around since labyrinth of nightmare. That's a long time, and the dark lords they have been slowly coming out. Um, they've been adding to the to the uh, the archetype since then. Which is very early Yu-Gi-Oh, and uh, many of the Dark Lord cards early on were actually um, were were released specifically in Shonen Jump. So you had a lot of like promo cards and things like that when it comes to the Dark Lords. None of the really uh, needed ones. Uh, most of the new stuff uh, come from uh, Yu-Gi-Oh Ordeal of the Traveler. Um, set which was kind of like a deck builder set so a lot of that is where it came from um, many of the Dark Lord cards have been used on the Yu-Gi-Oh show and manga uh, so Serenity used Dark Lord and Rebecca Hawkins uh, Fonda Fontaine used them so more so like uh, Marie the Fallen One, Nurse Reficule, things like that uh, it wasn't really until Midori Hibiki 
Hibiki from the Yu-Gi-Oh! GX manga. She was really, that was really the, uh, the only person that played Dark Lords specifically, um, as a entire archetype. Now, there's many, many ways to play them, and as you know, uh, they're, they're popular in Duel Links quite often, but, uh, in the TCG, they're, they're not as popular, they're more of like a, I don't want to say a meme deck, but they're more of like a casual deck. Uh, they do have a lot of uh, things, but most of it is OTK. So, uh, like I said, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the archetype. I love the play style. Um, you know, it's 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 an archetype that I wish they would bring a lot more of the TCG exclusive cards or or uh, newer cards out. Uh, they have a fantastic um, fusion and uh, a lot of fun. But I, I really hope you uh, give them a try. And hopefully, I know they're I know they're always high up on the tier list right now. Uh, I hope you you don't buy into the hype too much because they tend to be a more expensive deck. And uh, when when you play them, they do brick because we don't have access to uh, a lot of the cards at three. So, um, you know, I shall, uh, before all of the, the nonsense, uh, before all of the ban lists and stuff, is just a really good draw engine. And that's why it's so powerful. Um, and then on top of that, Dark Lord Desire is such a great removal. Uh, the ability to just, you know, remove something off the field is uber powerful. And that's why Dark Lords are so good. Uh, you know, you're able to search what you need with Banishment. You're able to recur it, um, you know, bring them back. Uh, they're big, big booties for uh, for defense. And uh, once you get the uh, the kind of the, the recursion engine going, it can do a lot. Uh, they're very powerful. And, uh, you know, never count out the Dark Lords. That is for sure. So, I hope you enjoyed this week's lore. See y'all next week.